Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things, wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the energetics of everything. I am absolutely delighted to be welcoming you to this podcast and to this show because there has been so much anticipation for me, and this podcast has been a long time running. So it's delightful to be actually here, to be actually recording these episodes and putting this out and sharing it with the world. I have been dreaming about this for years, and I've actually had several failed attempts previously for launching podcasts, and they've always guided me to the inner work that I needed to do in that moment to develop and step into the version of me that's ready to actually be sharing my message in this particular format. There's been a lot that's led up to the creation of this podcast. We're here. I am so, 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 so excited. I'm so happy and I'm so relieved that we are here. (laughs) It's been a long time coming and I'm really relieved that we are finally here actually recording podcast episodes and actually sharing this message. The purpose of this first episode is to give you an orientation to me, to my message, to what I want to be talking about and my vision for this podcast so that if you don't know who I am, if you don't really know my story, you get to know it for the first time. Then I'm going to share a little bit about what my intention is with this podcast moving forward and what you can expect as a listener, someone who likes to tune in and listen to me talk about all of the things that have to do with energy. Let's talk about my story. It's really interesting to hear the stories that people come up with when they don't actually know who I am or what I do, (laughs) because I've actually seen false information about me out on the internet around who I've studied with, what I've done to get where I am. So I'm going to set the record straight. Let's go back all the way to family origins and things like that. I grew up in a middle to lower class family and I'm the second oldest of eight kids. We were very religious growing up and we were homeschooled as well. So lots of interesting things and interesting experiences that I've got to work through related to family dynamics. In this family dynamic group, I was very bouncing off the wall child, taught myself gymnastics and that led to me being placed in sports pretty early on. I did a lot of sports. I don't really do a lot of sports. I did competitive swimming and competitive gymnastics. While I was in these competitive sports, that was my primary source of socialization because again, we were homeschooled. Growing up, there was financial ups and downs. My dad ran his own company. And so there were good months, there were bad months, and money was always an up and down thing. And it was something that definitely caused a lot of stress in the household. Let's fast forward to, let's see, like 2010. (laughs) I'd already been doing a lot of mindset work already, even though I was pretty young at that time. That's like 13 years old. The first meditation, visualization, hypnoses that I remember 
listening to, I was probably 10 or 11. And they were for visualizing certain skills, working through fears as a competitive athlete, working through fears around certain mental blocks around specific skills as a gymnast. So I got into working around mental blocks and working around limiting beliefs and fears at the age of 10. I was walking myself through these and I had a lot of mental blocks as a gymnast to begin with. I'm a fear motivation in human design, which makes a lot of sense now. But there was a lot of fear. There were a lot of skills where I would get hurt and then I would be scared to throw it again. I've been doing a lot of mindset work and a lot of working through fears and a lot of exposure therapy type things for myself for a really, really long time. That's been about 15 years, which is more than half of my life, three fifths of my life. So I've been doing a lot of mindset work. And in that time, especially with the ups and downs financially with my parents in 2010, when my dad lost his companies and they filed for bankruptcy, we went through a foreclosure, we lost our home and we moved across the country. Money became a really cool thing that I also had fear around and also had trauma around (laughs) because my parents separated once we moved from the East coast to the West coast here in the United States. Once we were in the West Coast, when my parents separated, my mom was then a single mother of eight kids with no recent job experience because she had been staying home and homeschooling us for the past 10, 15 years. She did everything she could. She did amazing in taking care of us, in making sure that we were provided for, but there was a lot of financial trauma and there was a lot of scarcity and there was a lot of fear and worry and angry conversations around money. So the ages of, let's see, that was 13 to 18. I moved out at 18. There was a lot of money trauma. And so that really triggered me once I moved out at 18. I was, of course, as a fear motivation, terrified that I was going to end up broke and I was going to be broke for the rest of my life. And I was going to have to be worried about and afraid of not having money for the rest of my life. That was a huge motivating factor into getting a job early, getting into entrepreneurship early. I attracted people who taught me about several different MLMs (laughs) at the age of 18. I was literally still in high school. I went to high school for one year after being homeschooled, but I digress. So I got into entrepreneurship pretty early on. And around the age of 18, I started listening to personal development podcasts and entrepreneurship podcasts and things about money mindset and money trauma and learning how to shift your relationship to money. The psychology that I was learning there also led to me learning about deeper things, more spiritual things like manifestation. I learned about the quantum mechanics behind manifestation, the science behind manifesting consciously and unconsciously. So I've always had this secondary education that I have been learning myself and teaching myself forever, for literally as long as I can remember. (laughs) I've been interested in these kinds of things. In college, I used some of my competitive athlete skills and I tried to do some fitness coaching online since I did have experience as a competitive athlete myself, but also when you grow up in the gym like that, you teach as well. And so I taught a lot of things. I'd coached a lot in my life. As an older sister, I had helped teach my younger siblings when we were all homeschooled together. So there's been a lot of this teacher education. It's easy for me energy. So I just tried to teach fitness things and that didn't really work out. Wasn't really my thing. 2016 is when we moved to, my husband and I moved to Missouri. Met my husband in high school, (laughs) got married and moved out with him right after high school at 18. So that was the start of the listening to personal development, bought crystals for the first time, was using sage, 
got tarot cards, things like that. Started getting into more witchy, more spiritual tools and learning about them and educating myself on them while going to college. While I was getting my degree, I was curious about testing. So once I got to college, I realized that I'd never really taken standardized tests because being homeschooled, you can control how that all works and your environment. So I did what I do best and that is research. And I started researching, how do we learn? How do we understand things? How do we recall things? And that led me to understanding and going a little bit deeper into how the brain works and how we remember things, how we learn and things like that. So I was using a combination of affirmations and mindset work and almost spiritual principles along with this really grounded in psychology, (laughs) these techniques for learning and growing. And with my experience as an athlete, I knew how to train myself. I knew how to improve. So I trained myself to be better in both my mindset and my skill set so that I could take tests better because I was not doing well in standardized tests. And I knew that I was understanding the material, but I wanted to be able to recall it so that I could do well on the tests. So I taught myself how to be good at test taking. During this obsession with learning how to take tests, I was sharing some planner type things. I was sharing some PDFs that I was making and essentially whatever I was doing with school, I was sharing on Instagram just as a space for me to stay accountable. And then also maybe someone would benefit from it. Maybe one day I could put the PDFs on Etsy. That was literally the big vision was maybe I will be able to build a following, get some feedback and put these PDFs of this planner that I've made where it has a space for affirmations on Etsy. So I started doing things like I had affirmations and a short meditation for before I took a test and I had little rituals for studying. I just started sharing these things on the internet and my following started to grow a couple hundred people here, maybe up to a thousand people, I would say. And then I found the Myers-Briggs personality types and something about being able to categorize and understand people in that particular way in that framework was really, really interesting to me. Very much like me, I got obsessed with that topic and I got so into the Myers-Briggs personality types and I did so much research on them. I read like 10 different books on the topic. There's really not that many books out there on the topic, but I'm pretty sure I read all of them. And then I got to the point where after a conversation with someone, I could pick out what their Myers-Briggs personality type was. That was really fascinating to me. I figured that there were so many things you could do with that. I was wondering if there were correlations between ADHD and certain personality traits or personality types. And so I was curious about this and I was asking these questions in my psychology classes in my own research. And since that was something I was interested in when human design popped up and human design was something that to me felt very similar to the Enneagram or to the Myers-Briggs personality types. Of course, I immediately downloaded my chart and looked at it. I looked at all these shapes, all these colors. And I was like, no, there's no way that I can understand this. This is so much. This was mid 2017 was when I first found human design, got my chart and looked at it. There was a specific psychology class that I was in and human design just kept popping up everywhere for me. And so I finally decided to dive a little bit deeper and to really understand that system. And that system became my next obsession. (laughs) If you've been following me, I started sharing about it publicly on Instagram, I think in late 2018. And then I actually started doing readings and things like that in February of 2019. So I spent a couple of years essentially applying because I was really interested in how I learned at that time. I was using my human design to 
structure my day. I was using my human design to learn better, to study better, to create my study methods, to figure out the right methods to study, to trust myself more, to do better on tests, to exercise. I was living in my design and doing this deconditioning work and doing this for almost two years before I decided that I wanted to get outside of myself and start learning a lot more about other people. I'd learned about them previously, but I wanted to do chart readings are really how I learned about more people because I'd gone through it all, but I really only understood me. (laughs) And so being able to do free chart readings, that's the first thing that really took off that anyone really reached out to me for. At that point, I was in nursing school. So I think this was my first semester in nursing school. And I put it out on the internet. Hey, I don't have any extra time, but if you DM me your email address and your date of birth, (laughs) I'll do a free chart reading for you. I did over 150 of these free chart readings where I would make a short PDF, short slide deck, I would do the research in the textbooks. I would take some notes on it. Essentially, I was studying the chart and then presenting it like I would in a study group. Since that was the method that I used for studying all through nursing school, where I would research it, I would learn about it on my own. And then if I was able to teach it in a study group, I was able to get that feedback that, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. And it really solidifies things for me. That would be my six line profile, (laughs) my six two profile, where I have to understand things first on my own. The two line is very self-reliant. And so I learn on my own and then I bring it to other people and I can role model it. That's going to allow me to consciously be accessing that information if I'm really in that role model energy. So I was figuring out how to use this with all of my studying. And then I was doing these free chart readings from these free chart readings. People were asking me if I did coaching. And so that's how I assigned my first couple of coaching clients. We did eight sessions. I was charging very little. And essentially I was just teaching them about their chart and teaching them how I had gone through deconditioning it on my own. And I was explaining things and essentially studying it along with them, studying it along with them helped people to get it more. And that's literally the feedback that I got the year of high school that I actually did. But that's the feedback that I got all through college was that when people studied with me, they were in study groups with me, or when I was the TA or when I was helping out in the anatomy labs, I made it understandable. I was able to explain it to people in a way that they understand that made sense. And they were able to recall and remember and access again later. This element of you're really good at teaching. You're really good at teaching. You're really good at explaining things kept coming up. A lot of the times when I'm explaining something, I feel like I'm using an analogy. I'm very visual. I have inner vision cognition. I see pictures. I see images. I see patterns. I see correlations. And so I just want to make sure that I'm able to explain something in a way that you understand and that you resonate. I'm not afraid to change language, to reinterpret things, to make sure that I am capturing the true essence of what something is, but making sure that you can understand what it actually is. That brings me to the readings. That was 2019. I started doing readings. I made, I think two, maybe three digital courses that year. And I made like $20,000. I was ecstatic about that because I did this thing online. And as someone who had money trauma, the ability to be doing something online, be doing something that I wasn't drained by that I really enjoyed that I was interested in that really felt like me just studying people and me learning more about people and me learning more about the system that I was able to make money that way was very, very empowering. In 2020, 
when I was having a rough time in nursing school, it had gotten to a point where we were all exhausted. <laughs> if you've gone through a bachelor's in nursing program, you understand the, the clinicals, the driving, the long hours, the early mornings. It was very intense and I was physically very tired, but I still somehow had the energy to be doing a couple of things here and there with clients. I still had one-on-one clients. I was still occasionally working on Instagram posts. I was still involved in a master mind, all of these things. So in 2020 is when I got the first nudge. It was February of 2020 where I got the first nudge of, I was coaching people according to their human design in a way that no one else was doing. So I got the nudge that maybe I should create a program where I teach other people what I was doing. Then I was also getting this nudge that I'm probably not going to be a nurse forever. So that was a really big and terrifying realization. And so that was really scary. But then in March of 2020, when we went on spring break for my senior semester of nursing school, and then we never went back because we went into lockdown and I finished my degree online, I all of a sudden had all of this free time and I didn't have to be in these places that were far away, that were environments that I genuinely wasn't happy in, that was frustrating for me to be in actually. I didn't have to be in hospitals. I didn't have to be studying things that didn't excite me. I was getting my work done very quickly for school and then spending the rest of my day working on building courses and building content and creating things for my new business. After a couple of months of that, we had to study for our national board exam. And so I'm kind of studying. I think I spent three days really actually studying and like maybe a week total. I did all of the required things for school, but I really didn't do any additional studying. I was pouring all of my time and energy into these courses. And then all of a sudden I started making a lot of money. I went from consistently making two, $3,000. I don't know. I did a 10 K in sales one year, one month but the person decided to not end up paying on that contract. And I had to learn some boundary things there, but I'd never made more than $3,000 in my life in a single month to go from $3,000 ish is the most that I've made. The most that I've seen parents really make. That's my cap. That's the top of my financial thermostat, so to speak, was around $3,000 a month. I think it was May. I had like finals in April. So May was the first full month that I was not in school. I made $15,000. And then the next month it was 20 something. And then the next month was 40 something. And ever since then, it has not dipped below that 40 something. It's been coming up on two years now (laughs) for me to go from never really making more than $3,000 a month to consistently making 40 plus thousand dollars a month. And it's more than that now. And it's consistently grown. It was a really big shift. All of a sudden there was this identity shift around, I'm making a lot of money. Am I worthy of this? Am I capable of this? It wasn't something that I was actively trying to make a lot of money. I had the desire of building a company that would allow me financial freedom and would allow me to create this passive income, but it was never this, I need it to be really, really big right now. I wanted it to be big and I wanted it to grow and I wanted it to be something that I could do alongside nursing, but I really hadn't let myself get past it just being a fantasy. I wasn't actually anticipating it growing that big. I wanted it to, but I unconsciously was still believing that it wasn't going to happen. It grew really, really quickly. And then all of a sudden 2020 was a multiple six figure year. So 
I've jumped from $20,000 to a multiple six-figure year in very short time, there was a lot of fear that came up. All of that fear that was me when I was a gymnast around, I have mental blocks and I can't do this. This is scary. I might get hurt. This is going fast. I feel out of control. I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. All of that came rushing back in. Then I realized that I have (laughs) a lot of trauma that's living in my body. And so I spent, I'd say most of 2021 was a very reflective time period where I've done so much emotional work. I've done so much inner work. I have done so much mindset work and there's been a lot of working on my business and not necessarily in my business. It's set up for big changes this year, but I wanted to create something more sustainably because the business that I built originally was designed to be something that I could run on my own and I could do a couple of things while also being a nurse But then I graduated, I got the degree, I passed the test, I got the job, I spent a couple of weeks at the job and then was so stressed with, I have this job and I have this company that's doing really well that was actually growing much faster than I was, than I was ready for, than I was mentally ready for. So it blew past my comfort zone very quickly and I had to quit that job. So I quit the job and I kind of thought it disrupted (laughs) a lot of things for the people around me, for my husband, because he thought that I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to be a nurse. And he never really knew anything else because I was terrified to say that. So I quit the job. I've been working full-time for really almost about two years now. If we don't count those couple of weeks that I (laughs) worked as a registered nurse, I've been full-time as an entrepreneur for about two years. Last year, and there's been several times where I wanted to start a podcast, I really needed to do a lot of inner work and a lot of the inner work that came up related to this podcast in particular dealed with self-expression. There's been a lot around sharing my message, around being comfortable, being misunderstood and recognizing that it's a huge part of my purpose to promote new ideas and to talk about new things and to change things, even though it makes people uncomfortable. It is something that I don't take lightly. (laughs) And I'm very intentional about, so I will continue to show up for this. I've done a lot of work around it. I feel confident with it, comfortable with it. And yeah, here we are. We're on the podcast. We're doing it. So I would love to share a little bit about the vision for this particular space. In this last year of designing my company so that it is the primary focus and it is something that I am doing full time and it's something that I have a team to support me in. This is, to me, it feels like an entirely new business as opposed to me and my coaching and doing everything online by myself. I went from this solopreneurship to entrepreneurship where I'm running a team. I have an incredible support system around me and I'm not doing everything on my own. In this space where I'm not doing everything on my own, I want to make sure that what I am doing is the most potent, the most effective, the most beneficial. I want to get the most out of it. And that's probably the 18 to 58 channel, the channel of correcting, (laughs) the channel of judgment is it's full name, but I'm able to see what is and isn't working. And I really want to make sure that we're maximizing the things we're getting the most out of it. Thinking about building this company, the way that I want to build it so that it supports me being in my genius. And it allows me to impact the world in the way that I'm capable of impacting the world. And in a way that's going to catalyze change and help a lot of people in the long term. in order for me to really do this, 
I need spaces to get lost and just be talking. (laughs) The most potent form of content that I create is when I am just talking and when I don't have a script and when I'm just allowing the messages to come through me. That's my 3420 channel. It's my conscious sun and earth. A big part of my energy, my life purpose, life's work, (laughs) evolution, all of that is this creative self-expression energy, this mutative energy, this sharing energy, and it's manifested through my throat center. I'm here to talk. I'm here to share ideas. I'm here to talk about things. And this podcast is a space for me to do that. It's specifically a space for me to do that so that I'm not micromanaging the message, because if I am just talking I'm not overthinking it. And if I'm not overthinking it, it means that it's going to be more pure. That's what I want. That's the best content that I create is when it is just channeled and comfortable. And I'm just saying what's present on my heart, (laughs) that gate 20 really strong there. So ever since my birthday, it's been five months since my birthday, I just turned 25. Ever since my birthday, I've been in this, I guess it's kind of like my pre-Saturn return phase. As a 6'2 profile, the Saturn return is going to be a big deal for me. I will be climbing up on the rooftop and it's like the start of a new big chapter for me. I've been feeling called to learn about it a little bit more, study it a little bit more in depth, pay attention to it a little bit more. And it's going to be really, really interesting. My Saturn is in gate 25. Specifically, it's in gate 25.3, which is the first line. 825 is right between Pisces and Aries. So line three is the first line that's actually in Aries. And so this is an Aries Saturn return. The Saturn return in Aries. It's like the start of the Saturn return. So I'll be one of the first people that's affected by this new Saturn return type energy. And then it's in my 12th house, which is this unseen mysteries being prepared for things that are unpredictable, unexpected. That's the word I was looking for. Things that are unexpected. So it's going to be really interesting. And what I am really, really excited about and what's been coming up for me lately is that I've been currently working with human design for five years, which means that by the time my Saturn return hits in about three, I will have over a full seven-year cycle of deconditioning with this system. There are very few, I mean, there's none that I know of. I don't know any six-lane profiles that have a full seven years with the system and full seven years of experimentation while in their three-line phase. As six-line profiles, um, so anyone who's six twos, six threes, three sixes, and four sixes have this three-phase life cycle. The first phase is up to your first Saturn return. You essentially are acting as a three-line. You have a lot of personal resilience because You're here to gain a lot of experience within that 30 years. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of experimentation and there's a lot of education. Then you go into the on the roof phase where you climb up and you start gaining perspective on everything. You start seeing things in an entirely new light and you have a lot to reflect on. I have been looking at my chart and, you know, I spend way too much time looking at my chart, but studying this Saturn return and then feeling almost the nostalgia kick in (laughs) of in a couple of years, I'm going to be shifting. I'm going to be changing. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to be entering a new phase. As I enter this new phase, I think that it's important to have data for me to look back on and things for me to look at. And so I want an honest conversation. I want a space where I can see my ideas. I can see what I was thinking. I can see what I was teaching. I want a space where I can look back and witness myself in the last few years of my three-line experiment. So 
So one, I'm experimenting with a podcast and this podcast is something that I've been working towards. <laughs> I've had lots of trial and error towards. So it's something that I'm still experimenting with, but it's also going to be a place for me to look back and reflect on all of the things that I was seeing, feeling, thinking, contemplating, and going through. That's the primary goal with this particular podcast. The kind of content that I want to create, you're going to hear lots of stories, lots of personal reflections, because as a six lane profile, my personal reflections will probably mirror something, some piece of wisdom, some synchronicity of what you're needing. I know that's one of the most powerful ways that I teach is through sharing my experience. And so I'm going to be doing that as much as possible. I don't want to announce what it is yet because it has to do with the giveaway that we're doing, (laughs) but there's going to be several different sections on this podcast. Nothing's scheduled. Nothing is planned out, but we're going to be talking about everything from an energetic perspective. What that means is you will get behind the scenes of things that I'm going through. I will talk things out. I think I want to do some study sessions so you can listen to me talk out what I'm studying and what I'm learning in human design right now, what gates I'm working with. I'd love to do some Q and A's at some point where I answer a bunch of your questions, but really it's a place for me to teach and talk things out and create a lot of content that is easy to find and easy to access and hopefully easy to implement and helpful for you in some way, shape or form. This is a place for me to talk about whatever is on my mind. And I have a lot of freedom here. I want a lot of freedom. I need a lot of freedom. (laughs) And I'm really excited to see what comes through, what happens and how this goes. I really appreciate you for being here. I really appreciate you for listening to this episode. And I'm very excited to talk to you in the next episode and have you listening here. So thank you. I'll talk to you soon. In celebration of finally being able to share this podcast with you all, my team and I have decided to run a giveaway. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you may also have a difficult time remembering when the last time I did a giveaway was, and I don't think I've ever done a giveaway like this before. There's some very exclusive prizes and we will be announcing exactly what those prizes are in episode six, which will be airing next week, next Monday. And then all you have to do to enter the giveaway is rate and review this podcast, send a screenshot of your review to support at edencarpenter.com. And then if you would like to add bonus entries, you can also share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag us there. We are really excited to be able to share this podcast with you and to spread the word. And so I will be covering the details of what these giveaway prizes will be next week. And then again, the deadline to enroll or the deadline to enter the giveaway is going to be March 30th. So excited for you to participate in this. And I cannot wait to see all of these giveaway entries and announce to you what these amazing prizes are going to be.